You want to find and keep your tribe of raving fans. I want to support that journey. This is the Digging Deep Podcast with your host, Justin Lamb of 360 Media. I explore ways to help you build a more attractive business that finds and keeps your tribe of raving fans. Hey everybody, this is Justin Lamb. You're listening to episode 41 of Digging Deep, where I help business owners build better businesses. And today I am joined by Ray Estrella from Family First Real Estate. Uh, him and I have a long history together. <laughs> we've we've known each other for a great number of years. And, you know, we first met in the car scene and uh, we've been friends ever since. I managed to shoot his wedding. Um, you know, when was that? It was 20... 2007. So yeah. <laughs> July 7th, 2007. That's right. So, <laughs> uh, and, and so, you know, it's been a wonderful ride, a wonderful journey. But one of the reasons why I have him on the show today is because uh, he has a special, unique approach to marketing. And, you know, it's something I think uh, a lot of people either in real estate or in any other business uh, could really uh, take a lesson from. So thank you to uh, joining me on the show today. Thanks very much for having me. So every year, Christmas time, I always know that uh, you, you're going to come by with uh, a, a little bit of something, you know, but the way that you approach marketing in general uh, is, is quite personal and unique. Can you maybe talk me through, you know, sort of, you know, what goes through your mind and, you know, what your philosophy is? All right. Uh, pretty much when it came to it, it started off with a change of branding, right? Uh, when it came to uh, the change of branding, when I uh, when I did uh, start first branding myself a few years ago, I kind of uh, revolved around the whole service aspect, right? Uh, pretty much from there, something actually did change just because of the way the market was. And I actually wanted to focus our uh, my marketing uh, on a little bit of different things. So I actually changed my branding overall. And the reason why I did that was because uh, with the difficult market uh, marketing that uh, we do see here in this region, I kind of wanted to target the people that as probably a little having probably the most difficulty getting into the real estate market, which is uh, small growing families uh, and such that. So pretty much that came to mind because uh, I wanted to I wanted to be 100 uh, percent personal not, uh, rather than professional. So that was pretty much the first thing that I was thinking of when I actually wanted to deal with my marketing approach. Uh, when it was something like that, because I actually recognized the clientele that I actually wanted to be working with, I also re realized the kind of clientele that I didn't not uh, didn't necessarily want to be working with, uh, which in some cases are developers and uh, builders and investors which is also a very big part of our business as well. But it was something that I was able to focus on because it was something that I was actually able to relate to. Well, fantastic. And, you know, when we talk about marketing, we talk about people uh, identifying who they ideally want to serve. Uh, and, and, you know, much to your point, it's also really important to know who you don't really want to serve, you know, and, when you do that, you you really start to narrow down um, the type of marketing that you can do, uh, mm -hmm. and it allows you to be actually be more creative uh, than par paralyzed. And I think a lot of people get paralyzed because they're trying to please everybody. But by narrowing yes. your 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 market down, you know, tell me about you know what that what that means for you in in terms of marketing and the flexibility that you're able to offer. Well, in in this case, it was actually able to be uh, it was able to kind of ignite my personality a little bit more. Uh, I am a little bit more of an outgoing person. So I do like to have a little bit of fun with my marketing. So with the kind of clientele that I was actually able to uh, be working with, I'm able to actually kind of step away from the professional level and be a little bit more of an open book when it comes to my marketing. So the thing is, when it comes to my marketing, one thing that a lot of people actually see in my marketing is my daughter, 
right? And she seems to be a little bit more of a person that is very, very comfortable in front of camera. So I decided to be using her. So the thing is, when it comes to my marketing, it seems that my my life is a little bit of open book to uh, to my, uh, my clients as well as my prospects and who I want to be dealing with, right? And what type of response have you gotten out of all of this? Well, I've always got a positive response, like even the ones without without my daughter. Everything that I try to do when it comes to videos, I try to make it two things. Number one, fun, right? So something that people can actually react to, right? And have some sort of emotional response. Uh, number two, uh, the one thing that I like to do with video uh, especially is something that doesn't expire right away, right? When I notice a lot of real estate videos, uh, for uh, for a majority of the real estate videos that we do actually do see, pretty much, you know, there, there's an expiry date pretty much when, when property is sold. The videos that I like to make are something that could probably be reused three years or four years down the road. Yeah, longevity has, has its place. I mean, if you're turning over videos uh, of properties only, you know, you're, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. It's very short-term thinking. Um, you know, the the property listing isn't going to stay up forever, and you know you're likely to take that video down, and so you don't really get the the ranking um, that and and the qualifications to climb up on search engines or or even through YouTube wherever people mm-hmm. decide to place them. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about some of the fun stuff that you've done. Well, let's see here. Um, I'm actually working on a video right now, uh, which is an instructional video. The one thing that I like to do is making videos for every for a lot of the touch points when it comes to uh, the sales experience, right? Uh, the one thing that I am is a pop culture junkie, right? So what I've done in uh, a number of the videos that I've done was I actually took uh, a little bit of pop culture reference uh, in some of the videos that I've done. If you've actually seen uh, the one that we did uh, for Halloween was actually based on a Twilight Zone uh, Twilight Zone monologue and uh, and uh, uh, and uh, cinematography of something that was done in the 1960s. The bowling night that we actually did uh, a couple of years ago, uh, I actually turned that into a video, which was actually based on the 90s uh, popular TV show uh, pop-up video. Right, the one that I did with uh, when it came to uh, preparing your child back to school was based on a 1960s instructional video, and the one that I'm actually working on right now for how to prepare for a move is based on a 1980s infomercial slash corporate training video. Amazing, and so it's really neat because, like, I think a lot of people try to put marketing up on a pedestal. Um, you know, they try to make it you know super prim and proper, uh, but. I think people start to detect that bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I think people start to see through the fakeness of it. And it's nice that, you know, you're, you're combining some of your loves together and, and putting that into a marketing piece. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, everybody has their own place in, in the business world, right? Uh, for, for me, if I was to talk about stats, that would actually turn off a lot of people because that's not my audience, right? And I know a lot of people that will actually post stats, same kind of stagnant stats that they'll actually do every month. But the thing is, that's their audience, right? And the thing is, it's not the fact that it is um, it is getting stale or, you know, very poised. But the thing is, every single entrepreneur has their own audience, whether it's somebody that's looking at stats or something, somebody that's looking for entertainment, right? The thing is, if you're not recognizing what kind of audience that you're doing, you're pretty much going to be kind of lost in your next step of marketing. Yeah, but don't you feel that uh, by and large, at least in, in the realtor space, um, a lot of people don't really understand who they're 
target market is and they're just trying to shoot large bullets everywhere and hoping something lands well yes and the thing is when it comes to uh, any kind of coaching or any kind of direction that you know is provided by the office right the people do recognize that social media social media is the end thing it's not necessarily print advertising or anything like that but it is social media and of course when it comes to video video is something that's actually pushed to the top in a lot of levels and can actually be measured by how many views, how many times it could actually be seen, right? Those are the kind of things, if you're, if you're actually just posting pictures, right? That kind of thing doesn't necessarily get measured, right? But the thing is when you're doing social media, when it comes to videos, that thing can actually be measured, right? To a point where you can actually, you know, make your next video or make your next uh, thing. But the thing is, that's pretty much the only thing that can actually be measured. So that's why a lot of people is doing it. Yeah, well, I mean, video also condenses a lot of material down into a very succinct timeline. Um, you know, if you do a video right, you can compress a, a message and deliver that in a, in a much more effective manner. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and especially nowadays when people are now putting subtitling into their videos so that people can read them, because over 85% mm -hmm. of the people who watch videos watch them in silence. <laughs> so, you know, the other thing that I noticed that you did... Um, you know, prior to COVID, obviously, was to host events. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people, you know, think about hosting events anymore. Um, you know, not, I mean, even pre-COVID. I think a lot of it is is more so they feel like, you know, social is, is everything. But, you know, the way that you've approached it is really try to bring communities together uh, and mm -hmm. leveraging some of your context. I and mean, we talked a little bit about, you know, what goes into that and, you know, you know, things like your bowling night, your family skates, um, you know, tell, tell me a little bit about, you know, the philosophy behind that and why you choose to do it that way. Okay. Um, well, let's talk about the bowling night. Uh, the bowling night, of course, thank you very much for coming to that. Uh, that was our second client appreciation, right? Uh, but the thing is, at the same time, when it comes to a business that you do want to be growing, right, you kind of have to reflect back on, you know, the people that actually ha has helped you move forward, right? And the thing is, something like that will actually, you know, for sure benefit you on moving forward once again, right? Uh, when it comes to the two client appreciation events, um, you know, everything has always been a positive investment when it comes to, you know, uh, to, uh, in investing my own people. And the one thing that you're actually going to be noticed, uh, you being a past client as well, is that I've put the biggest investment back into my own clients my own database and all that, all that kind of thing because the thing is i know uh that is my audience that i uh that, that i'm actually targeting when you're talking to, when you're targeting on social media you can pretty much be hitting the community you can actually be hitting your friends but the thing is at least when you know when you're actually doing a client event right you know that everybody 100 percent over there uh that's actually in front of you is pretty much the uh the same kind of audience that you want to be investing in social media at the same time yeah absolutely right? Uh, and of course, when it comes to, uh, we, we've done the uh, Richmond Family Skate for the last few years. Of course, that's a completely different concept from uh, the, the uh, client appreciation. But, you know, I don't really, really know what kind of, um, what kind of sparked it. We just kind of wanted to do something on a day that was not necessarily recognized. And the thing is, uh, it kind of started just off with a mastermind group. Like any kind of mastermind you, a group you're going to find with any kind of business, whether you're insurance or real estate or anything like that, BNIs. Uh, but the thing is, the mastermind group that we actually had within our office, we're, we're all, we were all on the same page, right? Uh, at that time, I only had one child. But the thing is, three of the members actually have three children, right? Uh, another one has another child. And the other one is, as you know, is on the verge of getting married, right? Yes. 
so we're all kind of on the same mindset on the whole family family day thing there was the thing is uh the for us the way we saw it was that there was nothing free to do on family day and when you take a look at any kind of holidays um or holidays like valentine's day everything is commercialized right so we actually wanted to be taking away the commercialization out of a certain day and this is pretty much the day that we chose fantastic and you know i don't know if you're able to measure it but you know what type of roi what do you see as a result of you know that particular touch point that particular event what kind of things and uh snowballs or or comes from that event for you well, the thing is, we uh, there's there's six of us, as you know, and every single one of us has a different uh, purpose going into it, right? For me, I want to be networking with people in the community, right, and have a little bit of community presence, as well as another person. The thing is, that's only two people out of the group of six, right? Uh, then there's uh, people that actually want to be using it as a way to contact their own clients to actually turn that into their uh, their client appreciation, which is the first hour that we actually book in the event. So the thing is, we all go into it with different purposes. The thing is, after the success of the first event, we didn't really care on the ROI. We really, really didn't, just because it was an event that was a, uh, that was uh, community focused, and it was a lot of fun with a lot of success. Right. The thing is, on, on the very, very first year, I made a very huge ROI. Of course, when it came to year two, as well as year three, nothing really happened. But the thing is, we it, it, it didn't really, really matter because it was a very good event at the same time. Yeah. And, and as an event, I think people start to look forward to them um, if they become an annual event. Uh, and, and I think the long term of that is, is the people who, you know, are on the fence are still looking for property you know, they're, they're going to remember it. And, and that's just a, a nice way to keep on top of, of it without, you know, being cheesy or slamming it down their throats all the time that, you know, mm-hmm. they watch my Instagram, you know, look at my emails. And it's just an event where, you know, you're hosting it, you're present there and you can shake hands and, yep. you know, smile and share pizza, have some photos, have some fun. Uh, and, and, you know, hopefully give them some memories and, you know, place those things, uh, you know, high in their, in their regard. Well, that's why we went, we invited you over to the skate, right? Yeah. The photo booth and all. And, right. and that was really popular. I think a lot of people get to take those things and, you know, they'll sit in their emails and, and whatnot to, and, and they'll pop up on their Facebook and, you know, that'll remind them of you, uh, mm-hmm. and remind you of those things. And, and there is an ROI in the long term, even though you might not necessarily see it from a monetary standpoint at first, it has become brand recognition. It is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what other things are, are, are ways that you show your, your customer appreciation or you know, approach your marketing? Okay, well, um, I've, we've pretty much at this time of the year, right? And you caught me, of course, at a time where I'm actually working pretty much from either a coffee shop or a home, not necessarily working with appointments. And it's pretty much dealing with a business plan on actually how I want to be approaching uh, my clients. And of course, with me being in the real estate industry, right, it could actually get to a point where it is, you know, repetitive, the same kind of news, or the same kind of news that you can actually uh, be getting off of the internet or the news, right? Uh, but the thing is, when it comes to the marketing, how I approach my clients, I kind of want to be mixing it up uh, pretty much within the 12 months, right? Because for a fact that I know that the Janu- in January, the, the property assessments are actually going to be coming up. So I wanted to be making it about my clients, right? And at the same time, when it comes to February, 
that one is going to be coming about, uh, you know, we have family day. So that's when we have our event. And of course, we want to be telling our clients about that. But now we actually go into March, right? And that's pretty much the start of the spring market. And then it becomes about me and my expertise and what can I actually show to my clients. And that's the reason why a lot of my clients are going to be seeing something that has to be, uh, that reflects around their neighborhood. Right. So this is something that I've done for every single one of my clients at the time of March. Right. April, May, June, we pretty much alternate. Is it about me? And then next month, is it about them? So that's how I want to be communicating it. November, uh, sorry, October is going to be about Thanksgiving. November is about the fall market and December is about Christmas. Right. So always alternates between me and about my client. Fantastic. And, you know, how do you decide to to choose the mediums of which you deliver you know the the news or the touch points you know did you do you map that out in advance do you know that you know you your platforms would have been facebook or instagram or direct mail or email like how did you decide which ones were going to be the right ones for you sometimes i improvise on the spot because sometimes there's a message that is probably better off of uh off of social media Right, like Father's Day or Mother's Day is something that's actually, you know, uh, a lot better delivered on social media, right? Um, sometimes Mother's Day is a little bit more personal uh, for some reason. Not that I'm going to be choosing sides between Mother's Day and Father's Day, but the mothers really, really, really love receiving a card in the mail, right? But yes, uh, for the most part, it is planned out. And it, at this time, actually, at the very, very end of November to the beginning of December, is pretty much what I'm actually planning to do at the start of 2021 all the way till December. So pretty much that has already been mapped out. Fantastic. And you know, what is, what is 2021 going to look like for you in terms of business? I know uh, the market has been, you know, hot and cold over this uh, last six months, um, you know, in terms of people not knowing if they're going to go in, maybe not going to go in. I think I'm going to go all in. And now they're kind of all pulling back. You know, what do you think 2021 is going to bring, you know, with, uh, all, all <laughs> you know what the thing is I've been talking about the same thing with another one of my clients and you know, the honest, an the honest answer is we don't know. Right. Because we've never been in the situation before. Right. But the thing is, there's one thing that actually doesn't, uh, that, that, that doesn't change is does the next move make sense? Right. And even whether it is, you know, the right time or the, um, you know, the right time or the wrong time. Right. There's always a next move. You don't necessarily take your existing move and then uh, without taking a look at the next move. But if that next move actually does make sense. Right. It doesn't really matter, really. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Usually I ask every one of my guests a single question, and that is, if you were to recommend a resource or something that, you know, has deeply impacted your career or your journey as an entrepreneur, uh, what book or website or material would you recommend another person uh, listen to or, or read? Oh, dear. I, uh, that's, that's, that's actually a very loaded question over here, right? Let's see. You know what? If we're talking about sales, I think the one book uh, that, uh, that kind of sticks out for me is The Way of the Wolf by the guy that is uh, that revolves around the whole Wolf of Wall Street guy, Jordan Belfort, right? Uh, the one reason why I like that book is because there's, it, during the actual movie, if you watch the movie, there's been, there was an unanswered question in the movie. And pretty much that question is, sell me this pen. And in the book, it actually describes pretty much in the words of Jordan Belfort, the actual answer to that, right? 
when it comes to podcasts, uh, the one that I've been listening to right now is based on the organization where I have my member mentorship, which is Richard Robbins. However, that is real estate, uh, completely real estate uh, related, right? And there was one book, and I'm trying to remember off the top of my head uh, which one it was. Uh, and dear, for the for the life of me, I just can't remember which one it was. Uh, oh, you know what it is. Okay, here it is. And he's got multiple books on when it comes to attitude, and it's uh, it's Sean Acor, mm. right? I believe he does have a podcast, pretty much. Uh, but his main book that a lot of people know is The Happiness Advantage. Right. Mm -hmm. And pretty much has to do when it comes to everything, um, you know, attitude, mindset, when it comes to the workday and how that actually elevates you, not the other way around. Fantastic. And if people want to get a hold of you and learn more about uh, your services as a realtor, where can they reach you? www.rayestrella.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today. And I really Thanks appreciate your time. Awesome. Right. Have a good one. You too. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Your time is valuable, and I'm deeply humbled that you're spending that time with me. I want to make this channel something really great, something you can really enjoy and get a lot of value out of. So if you have any suggestions or comments, please connect with me and let me know. If you enjoyed this content, I'd love it if you'd share it with somebody else, and if you'd leave a comment on iTunes for me. This helps me rank higher on the search engines. And as always, tune in next week as we dig deeper into marketing and business. Until next time, have a great day.